Welcome to Paranormal Things. I'm your host, Keith, from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And we're going to watch uh, Josh Gates just found the gen genesis of Stonehenge on his show called Expedition Unknown. Without further ado, here's the investigation. Short one, though. Archipelago of Orkney. I've joined geophysicist Richard Bates and archaeologist Caroline Wickham-Jones on a potentially groundbreaking diving expedition to explore an ancient underwater feature that may be the original inspiration for sites like Stonehenge. The boat just down here on the left, Josh. Yeah, but at the moment, there is one thing that's dampening my excitement. I feel as though I need to point out that it is snowing. <laughs> yeah. Perfect diving weather. Today, Caroline and Richard have enlisted the help of Teledyne Blueview, a company that's developed pioneering underwater sonar technology, often used on deep-sea shipwrecks. I'm hoping our boat isn't their next project. Okay, Josh, we're coming up on the site now in the middle of the bay here. We're going to get a high-resolution sonar image of what's on the bottom. All right, great. Let's see it. Okay, off you go. Our first move is to break out Teledyne's boat-mounted sonar imaging scanner to get an initial overview of the site. Some assembly is required. But once we've got it all rigged up, it's an impressive piece of kit. Sonar generates high-resolution 3D point clouds, so we're hoping to get some very good details of the area of interest. We should see individual stones. Awesome. The scanner is able to stitch together 3D sonar scans in real time creating an image of the site from above. But first, we'll need to generate the data by taking the boat back and forth. Zamboni style. We are following where we are actually sending these sonar signals onto the seafloor. Right. So each little dot Stonehenge. on it is a real reflection from the seafloor. Got it. As we navigate back and forth over the site, the computer begins stitching together the data. Before long, something unusual starts to take shape. So no question is a feature Underwater down there. Underwater stone. There's a definite step in the landscape here. That's fabulous. It's really clear. Look at that. Look at the curve there. It's circular. That's not ordinary. So am I to understand that this is a monument? Is this a henge? Well, that's the million-dollar question. If Caroline and Richard can prove that people made or even modified this site, it would mean that this is the earliest man-made henge and stone circle monument ever found. Perhaps the inspiration for all others that followed. The only way for us to continue studying that is get in the water. Oh, Boy, you better have some seriously warm gear on this boat. So, against my better judgment, an open ocean dive in near-Arctic waters is on. John's brought another scanning setup to document the site in even richer detail. But first, we'll need to squeeze into specialty diving suits capable of keeping us alive in freezing water. I feel like I look like the Michelin Man and Richard looks like James Bond. We drop the anchor in to mark the spot. And then, bombs away. Josh and his buddy goes into the uh, ocean. Richard, it is so cold down here. The feature is only about 15 feet deep, but it feels like we're on another planet. 
First impression, it's not really a, a flat sandy bottom. A lot of kelp down here and a lot of stones. Yeah, stones is what we're after. I'm gonna stick around in that kelp. We swim closer to the center and the ground beneath us starts to rise. Josh, look at this. It's starting to dip more to the vertical. Oh! It looks like a hinge. It has this perfectly circular outer edge. I mean, and you can see how it rises up in the middle. You see what looks like a platform. It's really, really wild. Yeah, it's one of a kind. We just haven't seen anything like this anywhere else. Okay, what's the plan now? Grab the sonar unit, bring it down here. We can get even more resolution. We have the surface team lower the sonar unit to the ocean floor, and we prepare for a hyper-detailed scan of the site. Okay, tripod's in position. Give us a 360 scan. Okay, we're starting to scan. John, my head is about two feet from this thing. Is that going to be a problem? It's not recommended, but it is safe. Richard and I swim out of the way to let the scanner do its job. So as the uh, sonar scans around, it uh, will build up a 3D point cloud of that area. It only takes minutes for the machine to collect millions of data points, rendering an image in real time. So the scan is completed okay, now. Okay. That's amazing, guys. There's fabulous detail, just even so quickly. That's just incredible. After hours in near freezing water, we're eager to make our way topside, thaw out, and examine the scan. What do we got? How cool is that? Hey, it worked. The combined scans from above and below have come through oh, crystal stomach. clear, giving Caroline and Richard the most accurate model yet of the mysterious underwater feature. You can really see the pattern, yeah, really. Absolutely, it is. It's that very distinct outer part of the circle. The oldest hinges, they occur in Orkney. Well, they have to be inspired by something. Our work here tells us that they would have seen this on a land surface. The formation we saw underwater, so reminiscent of the banks and ditches of Stonehenge and Stennis, may in fact have been the reason for their existence, as the people migrating south sought to emulate the site here. It's impossible to ignore how similar it is in some ways to these henges we see on Orkney and other places. Do you think this is a part of that story? The henges mimic it so closely. It's got the platform, the ditch, it's the same sort of size, but natural. Yeah. Is it a coincidence that we get something like this where these sites are developed? It could be a mother henge. It turns everything on its head. You wouldn't think that would be the genesis of something as magnificent as Stonehenge. There you have it. Tell me again, sleep tight.